episode of the Filthy Net Deckers podcast, the only magic podcast that gets downright filthy, but stays remarkably clean. I am your host, Nate, and I'm here, as always, with the professor of filthology, Tony. Hey, hey, Nate, what's going on? This week, we have for you a historic episode. Well, okay, maybe Historic Horizons decided to hold off for a few more weeks, but that doesn't mean- Wait, 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 wait. Historic Horizons decided to hold off a few more weeks? Yeah, you didn't know that tomorrow it's it, not coming out anymore? Wait, wait. It's not out? We're we're supposed to be doing our episode where we do all of, like, our top ten cards of this set, Tony. Is that not what's going on? <laughs> so, um, a couple days ago, Mon- I think it was Monday night, they decided, well, maybe we haven't figured this whole thing out yet. So, we're going to push this off for a couple more weeks still. I don't know. But we had a podcast planned, Tony. We had plans. I already did my research on it. I already talked about, like, in my, my notes, the top ten cards I wanted to play, like I always do. And no, according to um, the State of the Game article that came out on Monday, um, they're pushing everything back off until August 24th now. So 12 more days after. I guess I'm throwing out all of that. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a good episode. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we'll talk about some decks then this week, I guess, Tony. Yeah, we, we can still talk about other things. Uh, some of the good things that were in the article, um, they are putting um, historic draft queues up, which will be nice. Um, the untapped.gg but draftsmith doesn't work for it, though. I don't like to draft either. Why would I waste my money on drafts? Because as the first draft, like you did the other day, you got like 14 rares out of it. Yeah, but you just said the draftsmith didn't work for it. And the draftsmith was the fun part for me. (laughs) I'm hoping that once they get some data, it will uh, be eligible again. Yeah. Yeah. But I I still don't want to have to pay for doing dumb drafts, Toby. Oh. Well, you don't have to pay for it. It's free. Free. Free Free drafts? drafts? Like all of them? (laughs) Or do I get like one? you get one but all right you know, well what one free draft i guess one free bad. draft for each one of the new sets that the amonkhet kaladesh and ikoria oh so they're doing three different drafts yeah, yeah one for okay. each week let me guess they're they're spacing it out in the time that uh in the time where this new set's supposed to be of right? course of course of course okay <laughs> all right let's see we have okay august 10th through the 15th so starting yesterday if you haven't been on um amonkhet remastered is out right now. I did one of these gotcha. drafts yesterday. I did see that. Yep. I did see that, but since I don't draft, I really didn't click on it to like go, oh, what is this? 15th through the 20th, we get Kaladesh Remastered, which was a fun set when we uh, when I drafted it last time. And then Ikoria, Lair of the Behemoths. I don't really understand why this is part of the historic list, but... I don't either. But okay. It, not, you know, like Dominaria or something like that. Something that people haven't drafted in forever. And that was fun. Ikoria is not that fun of a set to draft. No. It's cycling or bust. Interesting. I mean, the other decks just aren't nearly as good as cycling. If you open up a Zenith Flare, you just win. That's how it goes. So, uh, Draftsmith will have Zenith Flare at a 55 with the little fire stuff around it? Whatever the highest it can possibly go, <laughs> that's what you draft Zenith Flare. Anything that says cycling one, you take, no matter what. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And then you play like 10 lands. Because you're just cycling away everything. All you need is one land, and then you go. Hmm. It is, it's a crazy format if you get the cycling deck. Sounds boring. It is. It's not very great. 
It really does sound boring. Like, Kaladesh Remastered is a really fun one, and you should definitely do that one. And this is all because there's issues with it? I'm I'm going to assume that there's some sort of back-end issues that they couldn't figure out, right? I don't think so. I mean, that's what they're claiming. But there's been a lot of backlash about how expensive this set is going to be for us to draft. I'm wondering if they're going to kind of reduce the cost. Just... <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it's a You're pipe dream. You're funny, Tony. You're funny. But, like, if you think about it, every time we've complained about being prices of stuff, they've lowered them. If you look at... Yeah. That's because they purposefully will set the prices ridiculously high so that they that way when they go, don't worry, it's only one for one for historic. You don't feel like you're actually getting shafted <laughs> because historic should only should be you get two of each card for one wild card instead because you can only use it in half of the game. Yeah, I think I'm okay with one for one. Correct, because they said one. originally... They originally said two-for-one, that makes you okay for one-for-one. If they never did that two-for-one thing, you would think paying for historic cards wasn't worth it. Yeah, fair enough. But they made sure to make it so that you would not think that by going, it's incredibly expensive, so that way when you get it for the same price, you don't feel bad about it. That's my uh, tinfoil hat theory (laughs) for the day. Well, I'm hoping that they lower the price of Jumpstart. Maybe to instead of two thousand, maybe fifteen hundred, or hope a thousand would be super nice. But yeah, they're not going to cut the price directly in half. No, I don't think so either. That's why I'm like fifteen hundred, maybe just to kind of help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Seeing as when you look at the lists of cards, you're getting eleven in some of the packs. You're getting twelve cards, and that's. Literally one booster pack of magic. Well, the the worst part for, for the whole thing is it's like 10%. So the good cards that you want, you're not even getting if you open up the pack that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the extra randomize of this set that's going to make it incredibly difficult to get. Yeah, yep. So you're going to need to use wild cards, and that's... Huh, and wouldn't it be easier if your wild cards got you two historic cards because... Historic is only half of the game, but your wild cards get you one standard card because standard you can use ever the card you will be able to use anywhere. Hi, right, Wizards, you're listening to this podcast. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Wizards is listening to this podcast. Wizards is one of the 30 people. Sure. I, I have no doubt about it in my mind. We found some spicy decks for you this week. And I'm not talking Taco Bell spicy, if you know what I mean. This is some eye-watering, nose-running, heat spicy. So get your napkins ready, milk at the ready, because you're going to need it. So you can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are literally everywhere you want to be. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, That's the best way to really get a hold of us. You can find us other places but definitely on twitter you talk to us we're gonna talk back to you nate also streams on twitch as darth heretic mtg you can feel free to share your deck list with us it makes us makes our jobs that much easier so i tried to think of a question that captures both magic and what's going on in my life recently for our filthy net deckers 101 this week i just couldn't my life has been like ultra busy but it's like all non-magic things so, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I can give you a synopsis of kind of, like, what's going on in me, generally outside of magic. 
Do it up, my friend. Okay, so, number one. The anniversary with the wife is this week. Been together for almost 20... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Almost 20 years we've been together now. So... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, quite a while. She has put up with you for that long, huh? You can barely go four months without... (laughs) (laughs) With me. Listen, I only have to deal with you, like, really one day out of the week, and I can barely put up with you. (laughs) I message you every single day. (laughs) That's not true. You don't message me every day. All right, sure. (laughs) I feel like I do, but... If you feel like you message me every day, you definitely don't message me to the point where I'm like, it's Tony again, really? <laughs> you never message me to that point. Okay, so. okay, well, that's good. It's good. I can joke all I want, but you really don't annoy me as much as I say you do. I'm not the most mentally draining person, you know? No, God, no. <laughs> not by far, Tony. And I will not give that person a shout out to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mean. <laughs> Enough about Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Also, our oldest son is moving out off to college this weekend, or next weekend. Wow, you're old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is kind of, like, emotional for me, too, because, like, my kids are basically my best friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other son and I are going away on vacation to my buddy's camp the week after. Um, nice. If the wife can join us, she will, but she has to work all week. And I happen to have mm-hmm. some time off, so it might just be me and my son. Which is fine. Nice. I like it. Uh, my wife's best friend and one of my favorite people in the world who has liked every single one of our podcasts and every single post. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. When you say this, I know the exact person you're talking about. I am always like, this person does not magic. I can tell by looking at like her Facebook. She does not magic at all, but she likes absolutely everything. Yeah, one of my favorite people in the world, Renee. Uh, she's going to be moving in with us the week after. Taking my older son's room temporarily until she finds a place of her own. How does he feel about that? He was like, well, I was going to come home every weekend. We've got a futon. You can sleep on the futon if you have to. It's only for a few months. And then my it actually bothers my younger son more because he wanted my older son's room because it's bigger. Ah. Yeah. And has a door. My younger son's room doesn't even have a door on it. So ah. he's going to have to wait a few more months. But because of her moving in, now we have to do a bunch of repairs on the house that, like, should have been done years ago. Minor repairs that we've, like, learned to deal with, if you know kind of what I mean. Mm -hmm. But really should have been fixed. Luckily for me, not so much for him, my mother's uh, boyfriend is out of work. And he's a handyman. So he's been at my house for, like, the past two weeks just doing, like, odds and ends stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm able to, you know, help them out money-wise. And he's able to help me out fix the house. So, great. Mm -hmm. Win-win. Sounds good. Yep. And then the week after that, I'm starting my semi-pro bowling league, kind of one step closer to being a pro. And if anyone's interested, you don't have to. Um, the matches will be aired live on Facebook and their website, AtlanticCandlepin.com, if you want to watch me. I'll make sure I leave the uh, link in the show notes for you. Sweet, sweet, sweet. What's been going on with you? Anything outside of magic? I go to work. Yep. When I come home from work, I, you know, do magic stuff, really. Just honestly, I've been hanging out a lot with my nephew, who has been playing magic, so... He came over the other day and did not bring his commander deck with him, so I still have yet to be able to play commander with him with, like, my commander deck. But the kid wanted came over and wanted to play Magic, so what I ended up doing was pulling out every single one of the cards that I got from the pre-release for the Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. I did two pre-releases, came in first at one of the pre-releases, so got a bunch of extra packs. So just using only Adventures of the Forgotten Realms cards, I built two decks for him and I to play against each other. And then uh, my co-worker Sam 
also has built a deck and he went out and bought, you know, the fat pack, the bundle. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I always call them fat packs. The bundle of uh, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms and threw himself a deck together. So I took those two decks to work the other night and we played some games of Magic after work. And I haven't sat down with, like, somebody new to play Magic in a while. And he just... When we were all done playing, he looks at me and goes, can we play again next week, Nate, after work next Monday? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. We can absolutely play. And when when you sit down for an hour and play cards with someone, and when you're all done, they look at you and go, can we do this again next week? That's the only feeling you want. Yeah. You just want them to play more magic. And he, even though I won every single game, we still had fun. Mm -hmm. There was one game, he, one game I look over, he's got all blue mana, he's playing a blue and white deck, and I'm like... You seem to need planes, don't you, man? He's like, yeah, I just grab a planes from, like, next to me, and I hand it to him. I'm like, oh, look, you have a planes in play now. Continue. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, I want to have fun and play magic with you. I don't just want to sit here and bash your face in, man. If a white land is going to help you, here's another land. So I give him a land, and then he plays a card that bounces half of the creatures I control to my hand. <laughs> I'm like, here's a land. He goes, buy half your creatures. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's fun, though. That's great. It, it was, it was, I just laughed. It was so much fun. He used the card against me twice. I managed to get through an entire dungeon, get that 4-4. Four, four, uh, yeah, triple. Yeah, that dude. Yep. And then he bounces it back to my hand with that spell the next turn. I'm like, nice. oh, that sucks. Nice. I'm like, all right, when you do this, make sure you bounce back the 4-4 creature. Why? I'm like, it's a token, so it just disappears. So when you're bouncing the thing, you're actually straight up killing the creature. And I was I was happy I was able to teach him that. You know, there was a bunch of, like, teachable moments. He, he had never used a, uh, a class enchantment okay so he didn't quite understand how class enchantments work so i had to like walk him through that and he had no idea what venturing into a dungeon did hmm. makes sense so i had to yeah he's a brand new player so teaching him that was a lot of fun so yeah so that that's I actually, that's been my week <laughs> i like to lose against new players yeah yeah because it makes them feel great makes them feel great yeah, yeah. and then they definitely want to come back and play again I mean, not that I'm going to actively try to lose, but... I was thinking of uh, next Monday maybe bringing a couple of uh, decked, fully stacked out modern decks to play against him. Against like, him? Like, oh, you want... Yes. <laughs> to go. Look, sit down and go, I'm about to kick your ass. Yes. I just want to show you the ridiculousness this game can get when you go... Turn seven, turn five, scapeshift, and put twelve, you know, seven lands into play and kill your opponent with Valakin. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll have no idea what's going on, but showing him, we're playing, we're having fun. But when you get serious about the game, this is what it looks like too. I've done that before. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Just show him this is the ridiculousness yeah. that this game can get into. Yeah, you basically just show him, but you're. And then you put it away after. And then go, yeah, This I don't expect you and I to play this. Yeah. Let's go back over to the crap decks I made a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That being said, the two decks I built from Forgotten Realms, one I actually based off of the red-black sack draft archetype. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what you have is basically just a draft deck. That's essentially what I have is a draft deck, is how I thought of building them. Hmm. Exactly. A 60-card, though, draft deck. Right, 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 of course. But you had a couple extra packs, so it 
Yeah, I had plenty of extra packs. I was surprised at the number of cards I had and surprised at cards I didn't have. That, uh, is it Deadly Dispute? You sack a creature or an artifact and draw two cards? I don't own a single one of those. It's a common, isn't it? And I don't own a single That's one weird. of those. That's weird. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I mean, it happens. Just out of, the packs I've op- out of the packs I've opened, I just don't have them, and I don't want to go and buy anything. I know it would help my deck out. My deck would be better with it. The point is not to have a good deck. The point is just to have a deck to play. Exactly. Not to have a amazingly built deck. So I'm just good with however they look. Makes sense to me. All right. Are we at, moving on? Are we on deck lists already? Um, I don't think we're doing deck lists quite yet. What, what else do we have going I on? I want to talk real quick. We're not going to oh, talk about yes. previews okay. for Historic Horizons. But I would like to talk about... Random Innistrad Midnight Hunt spoilers that they came out with? Oh my, yeah. I can't believe that we're getting previews already for Midnight Hunt. Not only are we getting previews for Midnight Hunt, is this not the best selection of, like, seven cards they could possibly show? Every single one of these cards is amazing, I think. All 12. Because... All right, I wasn't quite counting the basic lands, but yes, those black and white basics are so gorgeous. Oh, they're pretty. I, I, I just, I absolutely love them. And the white one in particular, it just, I don't know, because you there's think, no color. You think the white one pops because there's no color at all? I looked at the black one and I saw the purple, and honestly, I'm like, I wish it was just a very dark black and not purple. Yeah. Th- and the mountains look so cool. I, I think... The fact that they're going with, like, this is the gothic horror land, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely... I The red one I'm also a big fan of. I like the red. Mm-hmm. The red seems to really pop on it also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, these lands are definitely going to be my go-to lands from now on. I'm sure they're going to cost me, you know, 2,000 gems or something, because that's the way these things go, but... Ah, you're thinking straight arena and not, I want a full draft set of these lands, and that's what I want. I want to put together a draft set of these lands. Honestly, recently when I think about playing Magic, I only think about arena or Magic Online. Oh, I almost always think only about arena, but when I see beautiful, like, basic lands like that, that's what I think is I want a draft set of these. I want to go to a pre-release and have someone look over at my lands and go, oh my god, those are awesome. Because I have all matching of those forests or whatever. Yep, yep. One thing, I'm just looking at these uh, basic lands now. There's always, like, one person, like, hidden in them. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Like, I just happen to see one on the island and I'm like, oh, is that actually a person? Like, casting a spell? And he's in the plains there, too. Yep. And the swamp, you can see, like, the symbol of Avacyn on one of the things in the swamp. That's cool. Oh, yeah, that is neat. I didn't even notice that before. Oh, in both swamps. That's really neat. Both swamps have it. Oh, yeah, well, you look at that. Yeah. That's cool. It really is. <laughs> Some of the non-land cards they've shown, uh, shown. We'll start with the common. Okay, yeah. Consider... One blue mana, instant, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card in your graveyard. Draw a card. It's, it's That's amazing. It really is. It's better than opt. It's great. It's opt. It's ponder. It's like all of those one mana cantrips. Here's another one that just is all, at least. I don't know about better. It's at least on par and in the question of should you play it. The, the other card I am really excited about from the new set. Let me guess. Play with fire. Better shock. <laughs> it's there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Shock? No. Don't like shock. Shock goes in the trash now. We have play with fire, which is exactly shock. Yep. Except 
If it deals damage to a player, you get to scry one. Yeah. But and that is phenomenal. It Don't is, just yeah, and shrug it, it away like, yeah, it does something. In red? In burn? I'm going to shock you and then go, yeah, no, this land? No, I don't want this land. Or, oh, yeah, that's another burn spell. You're dead next turn. I love it. You're going to play a two man, uh, a two damage, one mana spell? Like, for two damage? Everything does three People damage. People play that already. In standard, nothing does three damage for one mana. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I figured you mean, like... Like a modern in, burn in deck. A, or... In an older format, I don't think anything outside of standard or historic will see this card. No. Yeah. The scry is not worth one damage. And Pioneer has the other better shock. It isn't a better shock because it's not instant speed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it is. The one I'm thinking. The What one are you thinking? It. If it damages a creature, it exiles it also. Oh, all right. Yeah. I forget the name of it. I mean, it, again, corner case, but... Slightly better shock. This is definitely mm-hmm. better. Slightly better shock. This, this is, is better, better than, than that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, that gets rid of uh, Arclight Phoenix, and this doesn't. But it's definitely a like solid you said, card. Corner case. Yep. Again, uh, this card's yeah. great, though. Like I, I love mm-hmm. it. I absolutely do. I do too. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of alternate win cons. So Triska Decafile. Seems like so much I love fun. It. I cannot wait to try this deck. It's I, I will absolutely play a deck with this card in it. It's one in a blue um, for a human wizard, one three. You have no maximum hand size. Already, that's cool. I mean, how often do you have more than that? But mm-hmm. at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. <laughs> okay, sure. Three and a blue, draw a card. Sweet. Let's hope you have a whole bunch of extra uh, blue mana you can throw into that. Yep. Oh, this is definitely not something I you're think it's great. Win on like turn four or anything, but it seems like fun. <laughs> you know? How are you getting 13 cards <laughs> in your hand in turn four? <laughs> and and it brings back Triskaidekaphobia from the old Innistrad set. What do you mean it brings it back? It it calls back to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's not a reprint of the card, but it's like, remember Triskaidekaphobia from uh, Innistrad? This is Triskaidekaphile. <laughs> this is someone who likes Triskaidekaphobia. And and I I enjoyed it. The The card art is freaky. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's got just... It's ha- so many hands. So many hands all over the place. The flavor deck, she's always willing to lend a hand. It just won't be her own. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then another callback to the old Innistrad set is oh, this this creature zombie called Champion of the Perished. Oh, uh, one black mana for a one one. Whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, it gets a plus one plus one counter. A plus for flavor it, here. A plus. I plus, think so too. Plus one hundred. I love Champion of the Perished. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I think it's amazing. And I remember hearing it before I read it. I went, oh, they're bringing back Champion of the Parish. That's cool. And then they said zombie. I'm like, that's not Champion of the Parish. Holy crap. That's amazing. It's essentially just a old color shifted card from Time Spiral Block, right? Yep. All they did was color shift it and make it into a different color. And damn, is it gorgeous. All right. So I, I don't know. I love flavor text. So, let mm-hmm. me read the Champion of the Parish one. 
Oh my god, I didn't even... Alright, okay. do it, because this is the first I'm hearing this. Okay, it says, I stand for every cobbler, tanner, and fool in this town, and they stand for me. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> and then Champion of the Perished is, he rose from the graph for every cobbler, tanner, and fool who'd been slaughtered in the parish, and they rose and shambled after him. I love Oh, it. that's awesome. <laughs> I have goosebumps up my arm right now from that, Tony. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Like I said, all, and all of these cards are so good. We haven't even talked about the Mythic yet. Consider is playable. Play with Fire is playable. Champion of the Perished is playable. Triskaidekaphile is, at the very least, an alternate win con that people are going to try to win with. Yeah. Infernal Grasp. I don't know. It better. Well, amazing. Better Doomblade almost. <laughs> better Doomblade, and then when you think about it in the in the sense of whenever I see the words, you lose an amount of life as a drawback on a card. Oh, that's a positive one in Death Shadow. It's a positive in Death Shadow. That's always my thought whenever I see that. I'm like, Death Shadow just got handed the best possible removal spell that deck will see, mm -hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. Isn't that right? Because you lose two life and that's what Death Shadow wants to do. It's instant speed and it destroys... Oh, it's so gross. Do you have a blocker for my 8-8 uh, eight, eight Death Shadow? I'm going to kill your blocker for the 8-8 eight, eight Death Shadow. Now it's a 10-10 Death Shadow and I'm going to swing in. Mm -hmm. I love oh, it. I absolutely so love gross. it. Yep. And again, like you said, we still haven't talked about the mythic from this set yet. <laughs> well, we might as well finish off the other uncommon, which seems okay. You know, it it does seem okay, but it's one of those cards that, again, it's going to be playable. Mm -hmm. um, it's one in a, oh, a, a white in a green uh, sorcery. Create two 1-1 one, one white human creature tokens. So the same as, send me that other card. Raise the alarm or, there's a ton of cards that do this. Forbidden Friendship. Sure. Yep. Yep. That does Gives it. Gives you two one ones. Yep. This is also, they were saying, um, the first time that flashback cards have been multicolored. Yes, because this is a flashback of three, a green and a white. Yep. To cast it from your graveyard, which I think is expensive, but this, I think this is absolutely a playable card for four one one creatures. Flashback is always expensive. Flashback is always expensive yeah. because you get to use it again, but. It's it's a great card. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And like like you said, there's a lot of token ma generators for two mana, but this one flashes back. And yeah, the first time we've had an actual gold flashback card. The rest of them have all been monocolor or maybe have like a multicolor flashback cost. Right. Or a different colored flashback cost. My thought of that is Lingering Souls is a white card with a black flashback cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It so not exactly multicolored, but... Yeah, what what I like is white green is definitely like the token colors, mm -hmm. so this is gonna have some sort of synergies. You know it is, mm -hmm. especially in historic with parallel lives coming to historic with that uh, other set that isn't out anymore and makes me sad. <laughs> Plus, it still has anointed procession. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So we'll be doubling all the tokens. The mythic. Oh, the mythic. Okay, we got Ren and Seven. Not Ren and Seven. Yeah. Uh, three green. Why was Ren and Six afraid of Ren and Seven? Because Ren will just eat Six. Yeah, because Ren ate Six. <laughs> That's why Ren and Six is afraid of Ren and Seven, because he knows Ren is going to eat Six. 
Uh, now, I didn't realize that he ate them. I figured they just kind of, like, died off or something. Or, I don't know if he actually, like, munches down and eats them or absorbs he, their yeah, essence. He absorbs or... them, which is basically eating. Sure. I mean, it's just... Absorb. Just absorb your essence. <laughs> I did that with those essence. eggs this morning. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it on my head, rubbed it in, and it absorbed it. <laughs> As you're shaving your head. Yes. <laughs> So it starts with five loyalty. Uh, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Not bad. Seems pretty yeah. good. Uh, zero. Put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Seems good if you're going to be drawing a bunch with the mm -hmm. with the first one. Uh, minus three. Create a green treefold creature with reach and this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. I have a feeling that's what you're going to do first. That alone is gross yeah. five mana for that itself seems good yep yeah it really does and I, I have a feeling when you play it you're just gonna minus three right away most of the time mm -hmm. um in minus eight return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand you get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size seems like a combo with triscodecophile if you ask me <laughs> you're gonna try for the red and seven triscodecophile win in draft aren't you in draft yes yeah because i'm gonna get the mythic and the rare yeah of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they all seem so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a big, I, mean, I can't wait for this set. And we still have Historic Horizons in between. Mm -hmm. My poor wallet. <laughs> oh, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, the wife doesn't hear this podcast and she doesn't have to know how much money I'm going to spend on Matt. Oh, hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my wife knows how much I spend on magic and understands, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I say unfortunately because I don't want to be spending this money. And if someone told me, no, you shouldn't, I wouldn't. But she's like, oh, yeah, I understand. Here you go. Yeah, I'm not going to let her hear that. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Katie. Yep, she waved hi. Yeah, so this is going to come out, what, in just a, couple, a few weeks? When does September 17th? It comes out on Arena the day, uh, the day before my birthday, September 16th. Very nice, very nice. My birthday is the 17th. We will not have a uh, podcast that week, probably. Okay. Well, I won't be on the podcast that week, because I will be in Florida. Ooh, very nice. Maybe I'll do Maybe I'll do a solo podcast that week. Yeah? Who's going to edit it? I will just put it up straight. <laughs> you. Oh, God, don't you do that. Yeah, it will have no transitions. It will have no intro music. <laughs> It'll have so much teeth sucking. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. No, you know what? I'll just send it to uh, your buddy there. He'll do it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do some deck lists. You like deck lists, right? Deck lists, yeah. Okay. Um. We played Decklist this week. I definitely played Decklist this week. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, sure, I can go first. Excellent. Um, my decks, I uh, did two decks this week because we were supposed to be having like this whole episode, but I guess we talked quite a bit at the beginning, so we'll still fill our hour. The two decks I did were both historic decks, and they were both sent to me by the same person. Ooh, is it Espada? Uh, no, no, surprisingly enough, Espada... Had absolutely nothing to do with my deck list this week. Interesting. Okay. Onik Ezekoplan? Sure. Is the name of the person who sent me the, the uh, decks this week. And if I'm butchering your name, I apologize. Uh, he sent he sent us a couple lists from 
the Magic the Gathering Arena MTG Facebook group. Yes, yep. And he was like, I'm doing a tournament, and you went and did part of the tournament, Tony. I, unfortunately cannot the last time i tried to do a tournament like this i could not get matches with my opponent to save my life and i always felt like it was my fault because my schedule is always messed up so i uh don't like doing matches over a whole week with people i would rather it be a specific time be here do your matches then if you're there you you do it if you're not you don't but mm-hmm. so I didn't I didn't decide to join, but I did message him back and thank him, you know, for the invites to the thing, because I think it's always nice when people invite me. And he was like, I got a couple of decks here for you if you want to pl- if you want to try them and sent us over deck lists and you're going to send me a deck list. I'm going to play it. Yep. Yeah. Because if you're going to take time going, hey, I think you should try this. I'm going to try it. So one of the decks he sent me is a Rakdos Arcanist list. And uh the list will be in the thing. It's got a uh, Blood Chief's Thirst, Fatal Push, Inquisition of Kozilek, Stitcher Supplier, Thoughtseize, Village Rights, Claim the Firstborn, Vil- Faithless Looting, Claim to Fame, Dreadhorn Arcanist, Young Pyromancer, Croxa, One Cooligan's Command, and, you know, the Agonim's Awakening. Your, your very basic Arcanist list. Now, when I looked at this list, my first thought was, yeah, this is a competitive deck. Okay. When I looked at this list, I'm like, I will have a positive win rate, win record with this deck. And I was 100% right. I ended up going five and three. And honestly, mm-hmm. I went five and three on one of my mistakes. It should have only been five and two. I missed something. I forget exactly where it was that I missed something, but I know that I definitely missed something with this deck. In my five and three, my game one, my game one. Was thirty seven seconds long. Tibble's trickery. No. Okay. No, I won this game. I won this game. I I took a picture because I won this game and needed to record this. So my opponent, I go first. I start with a swamp, and then my opponent plays out a uh, Jasper Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Or no, they play out a um. What? There's a land of War elves in their graveyard for whatever reason. I don't know how that got there. Oh, I fatal pushed it. They they played out a uh, Land of War Elves on turn one, and I fatal push it. Okay. Um. They also have a Jasper Sentinel in play, and they're a one mana. Maybe they went first. They might have. W- All right. Yeah. So after further investigation, <laughs> they went first, played out a Land of War Elves, and I fatal pushed it. They play out a Jasper Sentinel, and I play out a Dreadhorde Arcanist, and they scoop. So they probably had no more mana and knew that. And, and knew that, you yeah. know, the Dreadhorde Arcanist is dead. The Dreadhorde Arcanist is going to kill the Jasper Sentinel and that it's all just going to spiral downhill from there. Yeah, yeah they, they kept a uh, sketchy hand. Just... Uh-huh, they kept a sketchy hand and just did not like it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a game against, uh, this was against a red-white burn deck. This game went back and forth down to like, I was at two life. They're at five. My board state is Croxa, Stitcher Supplier, and Luris. I'm at two life. They're at five. I pass to them. No cards in hand. They draw off the top. Wizard's Lightning. And I'm like, dead. I look at the, I'm like, yeah, I'm dead. Of course you win with the Wizard's Lightning off the top. I can't be mad about this loss, but it was so close. It was just so close being just just draw dead, just draw dead, just draw dead. And then they ended up drawing in. Yeah, 
lost that. Yeah, when you're at two life, most of their cards are going to kill you. Yeah, most of their cards are going to kill me, but they is if they got like a creature that wasn't going to kill me. Yeah, that's true because you got the Loris out. You said because I had the Loris out exactly. Yeah. Then I stopped playing the deck. I walked away. When I came back, I ended up playing two games. So I went my first run with it. I went like three and one. I came back and I played two games. One of them was against a emergent ultimatum, faithless looting. You know, we're gonna get, we're going to unburial rights scholar to get the un, the emergent ultimatum and then get dragon storm so I can terror of the peaks and bladewig the risen and kill you. Yep. And I'm like I. I love that deck, but not when I'm playing against it. Yes, especially not with one that's going to put cards into their graveyard with Thought Seizes. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't I don't want to be doing that. And then I lost to a mirror match. Okay. Where they just, they got everything they needed, and then I got absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, my, then I, like, walked away for a bit, and then when I came back, I played two more games. The first game, my opponent played a Fabled Passage and then left. <laughs> 30 seconds I don't remember what I did I don't know if I had like an amazing like start or something like that but they absolutely just like left and then after that I played a white blue deck that I won in three minutes hmm. nice yeah so overall with this deck went five and three I guess maybe it wasn't this deck that I made the mistake it must have been the other one okay none of these bring up um, a glaring mistake but five and three is still pretty good. I'm not going to yeah. complain about, you know, a 63% win rate. Like I said, when I looked at the deck list, I'm like, this is absolutely a competitive deck. Yeah. This is one of those that I'm going to walk away with a positive win rate. The other deck he sent me, I did not think that about, though. I didn't think this is a competitive deck the second I saw it. I thought of I thought of it more of a meme deck. And it was not. It was actually just as good. Oh, nice. Okay. So, um, obviously, I saw those two deck lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play this one because I already knew it was good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to play that. Yeah, like I said, I saw it. I know it was a competitive deck, but someone sending me a deck list. I kind of want to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had messaged me before and said he wanted to send us a list. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Send it to the podcast. We'll, we'll probably play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't play that one. Again, just because I've played it before. I know what it does. Yeah. It's... I've seen lists like it before. I'm, I've played something like this before, too. Yeah. My deck list this week is also about Onik. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah? Yep. Um, because of that tournament that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a standard 2022, or yeah, 2022. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, tournament. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I can do that. I, you know, I got nothing to do pretty much. <laughs> I've got nothing to do except for all of this stuff here that I have. Yeah. <laughs> But I can fit, like, you know, five to ten minutes at some point. I'm usually just around the house doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that actually sounds good. So we can actually get our matches in at any point in the week. Out of the four people that I was put into, like, a pod with, um, I've been able to play three of them so far. Nice. Uh, one of them hasn't played anybody yet. So gotcha. he says he's going to be available on, like, Thursday. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But he owns a restaurant. Let's hope. And he says he's always busy. I work at a restaurant. I understand. It's why I didn't want to do it. Yep. Yep. I understand. So he says he's on vacation on Thursday. So hopefully I get some in. I wanted to play all four matches before the podcast, but wasn't able to make it work. So I'll tell you what the, th- yep, the yep. three matches that I played uh, so far. All um, right. Do it up. 
So the first opponent was uh, Fame, P-H-A-M-E. Um, they played a mono white life gain. Oh, actually, let me, let me tell you about my deck first before I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. There um, so it's a blue-green ramp deck. Um, mm-hmm. It's got... I found it on untapped.gg. Big surprise. What? Yep. I literally went to standard 2022. Highest win rates. Copy, paste. <laughs> <laughs> and this supposedly has like a 66% win rate or something. Super high. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, whatever. Uh, I can execute that order. Yes. <laughs> Uh, four Neverwinter Dryads, two Glimpse the Cosmos, three Test of Talents, four Prosperous Innkeeper, four Divide by Zero, two Glass Pool Mimic, two Field Trips, two Inscription of Insight, four Quandrix Cultivator, one Immerith, the Desert Doom, one Ashaya, Soul of the Wild, four All Runs Epiphany, four Cyclone Summoners, one Coma the Cosmos Serpent, and then a bunch of lands. Um, most notably, Hall of the Storm Giants. Mm-hmm. This card is so good. Well, you're going to be getting a bunch of land with that deck, it sounds like. Yes, so. yes. So tapping six and then still having a 7-7 seven, seven blue giant with ward three. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Cards I, I'm not a huge fan of was Test of Talents didn't seem to do a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. Divide by Zero was fantastic at times. This is basically like memory lapse. Yep. Yeah, that's what I've uh, been seeing from that card. That card is gross. Yep. For sure. And surprise card was Cyclone Summoner. Yeah? Yeah. I like I never thought a seven mana seven seven <laughs> would be good enough. But when okay, I don't know if you've ever played this card, but when, never. when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, return all permanents to their owner's hand, except for giants, wizards, and lands. Okay. So it doesn't matter what your opponents have done, everything is going back to their hand. Unless it's a giant, a wizard. Yeah. Nobody else is playing giants. Giants is a bad group of cards. Sure. I did, uh, one of my opponents did have a wizard out, though. <laughs> so that got stuck one time. Oh, that's so wizard, Annie. It's terrible. Oh, the Star Wars jokes are <laughs> I hope so. Okay, uh, so they played Mono White Life Gain to start. Um, this was not an issue. Like, mm-hmm. I let them gain all the life they wanted to. They had the Soul Mender. They had, uh, oh, the Ajani's Pride Mate. Is that? The new one, yeah. They've got a new one. Yeah, yeah, whatever that one is. Um... So it got really big. Celestial Unicorn. No, no, no. It wasn't that one. I think it was the arena-only best of one. Sure. The Hollowed yeah. Priest or something. Sure. Yep. The Hollowed Priest. Yeah. yeah, so that got really big. I let it hit me Between once. the two of us, we can name one magic card. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I just divided it by zero. And mm-hmm. then just kept ramping and ramping. And then they got big again. And then I cast my uh, Cyclone Summoner. Mm-hmm. And... Easily won. Easily won <laughs> mm-hmm. this game. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool, cool. Um, there's no sideboarding. Mm-hmm. You just have to play best two out of three. Three best of one matches. Yes. So they got to go first the second time. You can actually do that in Arena when you're playing somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, the first card they play is a Forest. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, was their deck white-green? And I just didn't notice? No, they switched decks completely in between. There's that allowed not sure apparently they did it they did it with somebody else too but it, it's okay <laughs> uh they played a mono green stompy list they cast the three two wolf that new pack tactics one yeah and then they followed it up with a yorvo and i was like oh <laughs> yorvo's gonna get big and then they had a scavenging ooze 
So Yorvo got even bigger, but I just returned the Yorvo to his hand. Mm-hmm. And every time they got, got a big threat, I just kept bouncing it or doing something to stop it. And then again, bigger threats. Even though they're a big green stompy list, the blue creatures were bigger. Hmm. So Interesting. Yep. Uh, Coma came out to finish the game, by the way. Yeah. They couldn't beat Coma. There's nothing in mono no. green that beats Coma. Yeah. So I easily won 2-0. I'm like, yay! I won my first round of the tournament. Um, nice. The next one, you watched me play because yeah. I played this in our Discord. Or your Discord, but I'm claiming it as part of my own now. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's called Darth Heretics. <laughs> no, Darth's Heretics. Look at that. Darth's Heretics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you had a bunch of people, namely Warlord and Espada, who's like, come on, stream, stream, stream. So I'm like, you know what? I can stream. So I tried on Twitch, but for some reason... And I streamed this week, too. I know you did. I watched. I watched your stream. from. I was the first one there and the last one to leave. You weren't the first one there. Espada was there. I swear I was the first one there. Espada was there first. <sighs> Always getting the Espada. Okay. Anyway, as soon as you sent me the message, I, op- I turned it on. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but I had been streaming for a while before I sent you the message. Oh, okay. I figured you would have seen it and you didn't. And I'm like, Tony. No, no, no. I, I wasn't on Discord. So anyway, I, I tried to stream it on Twitch and I don't know. I'm, I'm not a technical person so it didn't really work that well so i just put it on the Your Discord. computer sucks it's a nice computer i thought maybe I, internet I i've never actually seen your computer i have internet <laughs> uh, so i played on the discord and a few people watched um i played against mad 21 skills not a big fan of the name if you have to tell me you got mad skills I'm not sure if you do you probably don't yep mm-hmm. <laughs> um they were playing a jund treasure list so i thought that was kind of a neat deck um, mm-hmm. game one was kind of like a long drawn out game. It just kept going back and forth and I ended up winning, which was nice. Uh, game two, uh, they won super easily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember exactly what happened, but they just kind of went aggro and were able to get it. I yep. think they'd Kalein out on turn two and then cast other mm-hmm. cards. Um, and game three, I, I won super easily. I remember I just ramped out super hard. Uh, pretty sure I had a Cyclone Summer and then a Coma right after. Mm-hmm. Their deck was swingy, to say the least. Like, if, if it doesn't get everything it needs, it's a really bad deck. And if it does get but everything... when it gets everything it needs, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Um, I think I kind of got lucky that I didn't see their good stuff. Especially mm-hmm. in, like, the first game where it was long and drawn out. Um, but I won, mm-hmm. again, 2-1. to one. Which is sweet. That's what we want. Okay. Um, round three, I played against Fuzzy Kodamundi. And they played okay. a Flame Painter deck. A what? Do you know what this card is? No, no idea. In Strixhaven, there's this card called Flame Painter. Or something Flame Painter. A Freet Flame Painter. Freet Flame Painter. Double strike. When a Freet Flame Painter deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target or instant or sorcery from your graveyard without paying its mana cost if it would be put in your graveyard exile instead. All right. So very much, very similar to a uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yep. But it has double strike. Sure. So you can cast two if it actually hits you. Sure. As a, as a one four. <laughs> that costs... 
four mana as opposed to the Dreadhorde Arcanist, which costs half as much mana and doesn't have to hit. And triggers on attack. Yeah. 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 Um, So the deck was interesting. Uh, Kind of inconsistent, though. If it finds the Double Striking Flame Painter and it survives to attack and it hits the opponent. And it has two spells in the graveyard to cast. Right. Then it's going to be tough to lose that game. But, you know, most decks play removal. Yeah. And creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the only way that they win, it's not going yeah, to Yeah, no, it seems often. very, very slow. Um, I didn't respect the card um, in game one, and so I just let him hit me one time. <laughs> and he, they cast, like, I don't even know, like an opt and a shock or something, you know, something like that. And I was like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, let's just kill this thing and then attack in for the win. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. when they used it, it did not seem like you. It, they used it powerfully. No, no, it was it was not good. It, it, the, the other difference with um, Dreadhorde Arcanist is this deals combat damage to a player. You may cast target instant or sorcery from your graveyard. You can cast anything. Yeah, you yeah. can cast I, I, a Merchant Ultimatum out of the graveyard with this they, card. Not in standard 2022. But you can cast cards like that. You can be yeah, hitting yeah, yeah. big things like that, and instead they shocked and opt. I, I think actually one of them was that uh, the one that creates a treasure if you cycle it away. Oh, great. Awesome. You can be casting no, 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 like no, no. huge things out it of was, your graveyard. It is a huge this. spell. I can't think of the name of that card. It's six blue-red. Deals four damage, taps two things. Gotcha. Uh, Magnum, Magma Opus. Yeah, they did cast one of those, but it, it didn't matter, yeah. honestly. That's it's more like what you one. should be casting with this is Magma Opus. Yeah, that's a much better yeah. cast with this. But And then the other one, I think, was just an op yeah. because they only had one in their graveyard. Yeah, but that, and then that's the drawback with this is you need to have a bunch of spells, and the Arcanist always will have the bunch of spells in the graveyard, but this one doesn't seem like it would. No. No, very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, all you have to do is play magic in order to beat this guy. <laughs> you know, I, I can see I can see it beating, like, you know, players who don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But not but, but not Tony, who knows what he's doing. I mean, I don't consider myself a pro, but I'm, I'm okay at magic. You're a semi-pro you know? bowler. That's true. That's true. Semi-pro bowler, semi-pro magic player. Uh, so, um... I was told by Onik that I'm already in the top eight. Yeah? With just my three wins. Awesome. Yep. So if I can win my fourth match, I'll probably be top seeded. Nice. Yeah. So that'll be nice because then um, we'll play a top eight tournament and starting on Saturday. And then he'll send me packs if I win. Awesome. Based on whatever. I don't, I don't really need the packs, but maybe I'll send them to a fan if they want them. That would be cool. Yep. Yep. But it was fun. I enjoyed it, and I, I like having a, there's like a group chat with all the people, mm-hmm. so we can kind of talk about it afterward, talk about, you know, like, what their decks were doing, what my decks were doing. Yep, yep. I can tell them that their deck was inconsistent. <laughs> you can be like, if you really want to hear what I think, come listen to my podcast, we'll be talking about oh, it. Oh, believe me. I've mentioned my podcast many times, and they will definitely be listening to it. Do you watch... Well, hopefully they do. Do you watch The Office at all? Yeah, of course. Are you... Hi. I'm Tony uh, Levesque from the I'm Building Net Deckers <laughs> podcast. Bob Vance, Basically Vance every Federation. Time. <laughs> Tony Levesque. Filthy, Filthy Net, Net Deckers, Deckers podcast. podcast. How are you? 
Tony Levesque, Filthy Netdeckers Podcast. Tony Levesque, Filthy Netdeckers Podcast. So, uh, Tony, <laughs> do you have a podcast? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. What's your next deck? Well, seeing as we're still talking about Onik, because this is the Onik episode this week, um, he sent me a Feather deck as well. Yeah. So, remember Feather the Redeemed? Uh, yes, yeah. I Yeah, so this has Feather. This yeah. has 10th District Legionnaire. It's got Dreadhorde Arcanist in it as well. It's got... Soul Scar Mage. This is a burn deck. This is a burn deck. We got Soul Scar Mage. We got Reckless Rage. We got uh, Lightning Helix. We got Defiant Strike. Fight is one. Infuriate. This is Nate's style deck. It has two Showdown of the Scalds. This is like a very burny type deck. This is going to attack low to the ground. My first nice. game with this deck was against Mono Red Burn, and I won it in two minutes. Yeah, it was very quick. This deck was a lot of fun. When I first saw this list, my thought was, all right, we've got a, we have a, uh, obviously like a very good deck with the Arcanist deck. That is very much a tuned deck. And this looks like, this looks like a fun meme deck. It's got feather. It's got some stuff. Boy, was I wrong. This deck was powerful. I also wow. went... Oof. The matches for the podcast, I went five and three with this okay. deck too, which is a sixty-three percent win rack win rate, which is positive. My losses, my losses were too. I just got trampled over with red green, like they completely. Um, it, it says red green, <laughs> but it was actually mono red burn with attackers command, and I know I'm saying that wrong, and I don't care. I'm still saying it wrong, and. Uh, you know, dealing the extra three damage and pumping up the two creatures that they had. Yeah. Th they just, they went first and burned the hell out of me in that game. And then I, then my next game was also against Mono Red Burn. And I lost that as well. And then my game after that was against Mono Red Burn. Wow. And I won that game. Okay. My game after that was against Mono Red Burn. <laughs> and I won that. Yes. I had four, we're going to air quote, no, five mono red burn lists out of these. The other two were mono green, and then I played a green and white list. I, Those were the lists I played with this deck for the uh, podcast this week, and it was... I figured I'd try this deck. Yeah, you played you know, it just, as well? Just, I just played one match. And you lost? And I hated it, and I lost. I played against Coco Angels. And oh got... yeah, Coco Angels, you're dead. 100% dead, and I'm like, this isn't competitive at all. I'm not even going to keep playing. Yeah, Coco so Angels is not... Um, I have a loss here against Coco Angels. Five minutes. Yeah, you're not going to win Coco Angels with this deck. Yeah, I spent 4 minutes and 40 seconds playing it, and I was like, okay, it's a meme deck. I spent 28 minutes playing this deck for the podcast. Total, I've played the deck for about an hour now, because I've played more matches with the deck, actually. I uh, played another six matches going three and three with them. So my total win rate for this deck is eight and six with a 57% win rate because I just enjoyed this deck. Nice. When I was done playing, I'm like, I want to play more. I played two more games in one and then it was a bunch of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss after that, you know. I'd get a yep. win, I'd lose one, I'd win, I'd lose. And then once you get into that win-loss, win-loss, you're like, all right, I'm done with this deck and it's time to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But this was, sure. in, this was, in my opinion, this was a lot of fun. I had games against the mono red decks where I was just holding a 
um, fight as one in my hand and always just leaving that open as the you can't beat it. Um, Reckless Rage, such an amazingly good card. Yeah, it is. This especially deck. in this deck. Yep. You just, it's the burn spell that keeps coming back and can't really kill any of your creatures. The two damage that it's doing to the Soul Scar Mage, it's going to get the uh, trigger, a prowess trigger first, so it isn't going to die. Two damage isn't going to kill your Dreadhorde Arcanist. It runs four of the, Le- the Leonin Light Scribe, which has two toughness, but when you cast a spell, it's going to get prowess itself, so it's not going to die. None of your creatures died to the Reckless Rage. They will all get a bonus before they die, so they are. it's such a good card. I won off of the back of an Infuriate. Just attacked and infuriate, and between that and all of the other pumps was just oh, enough damage beautiful. to kill my opponent. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was, it was more fun than the other deck, even though I looked at the other deck and was like, yeah, that's a competitive list. This, I mm-hmm. thought, I looked at him like, oh, Feather, this is a meme, and then played it and went, wow, this is so much fun. I remember, it was a while ago, but Feather was like the top deck in standard for like a hot minute. A little more than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but not much more. You know? Yeah, not much more, but it was, it was a, tough deck to be and that's what this reminded me of was going back and playing that except to add showdown of the skulls which is great in this deck if you can get a feather yeah. and then a showdown of the skulls and just get all of those um spells back it's great mm-hmm. yeah I, I i i could see it being a lot of fun not really my style I understand playing one game with this and having it go poorly and being like, yeah, this is clearly a meme. I've done that myself with decks before. Which is why for the podcast, we try to do eight games. Correct. Which is why we don't just try to play one and walk away. Tony. (laughs) I knew you were going to take care of this. (laughs) Okay, maybe I didn't. (laughs) All right, you got one more deck to talk about, Tony? Yep, because I got to go in 10 minutes. Yep. So, um... I found the spicy deck. I, I really did. This is this um, is the Taco Bell spice. No, this is the cayenne in your face. Ooh. Like you know, ghost pepper. It's not very good, but it is it is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good, but it'll kick your butt. <laughs> uh, it's got one thought seize. Okay, then four dragons fire, three orb of dragon kind, four dragons horde. One Anger of the Gods, three Sarkin Fireblood, two Spit Flame, one Varix Bladewing, two Galazeth Prismari, two Nicobolus the Ravager, two Imerith Desert Doom, one Glorybringer, two Goldspan Dragons, one Terror of the Peaks, one Inferno of the Star Mounts, one Lathless Dragon Queen, four Tiamat, and then a ton of different lands, including Unclean Territory, which you put on Dragon. This is some spice, my friend. So, I saw this and I'm like, zero chance this deck is going to be good. <laughs> zero <Okay>. chance. <laughs> but, but boy, is it spicy. So, my, my initial thought with this was, Historic Horizons is coming out this week. It's got a bunch of dragon stuff in it. Mm-hmm. The new Sarkin has um, dragon stuff. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so maybe if I can get a good base, I'll know what to do when dragons is actually a good deck. But I went 500 with this deck. Oh, really? Wow. I went 7-7 seven and seven with it. You played that many games with this deck? I I enjoyed the heck out of this. <laughs> I really did. Cards that I really thought were better, like overachieved, were Orb of Dragonkind. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, the Mana Rock only for dragons, but that's fine. 
mm-hmm. because you know it works. Um, the only problem with it is um, Arena doesn't tap it correctly sometimes. Ah. It will hold up for its second ability where you can sacrifice it. Mm-hmm. So you really, really, really have to pay attention uh, to how it's tapping. Tap things. the orb yourself, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, Dragon's Horde was great. Uh, Spit Flame. Fantastic card. Yeah. Like in this deck. Because you're just constantly getting a dragon. Mm-hmm. Also, just casting TM out and having a 7-7 mm-hmm. was really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have a Terror of the Peaks out, because then oh, it just yeah. shoots things for a seven, then you refill your hand. One of my biggest problems I had were control decks, mm-hmm. because they just countered my five yeah. mana spells, and then couldn't do much. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them that I won, I had sent a picture to your Discord and then realized it wasn't... I thought I beat Andrea Mangucci. Okay. Gotcha. Famed, you know, world-class pro... Mm-hmm. Uh, whose name is Noralgrand on uh, Arena and Ma- uh, Magic Online. So I'm like, sweet. It, it's an Italian thing. Okay. And then his f- sleeves are also in Italian. Yeah. Like they got the Italian yep, flag. Yep. So I, I see, oh, I'm playing Noralgrand. This is cool. And it's got the flag. So I play, he was playing a Jeskai control deck, and I beat him. Mm-hmm. Like, I played a uh, couple dragons. He had to use a bunch of lightning helixes to kill off my stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like okay sweet and then they conceded so i'm like okay cool so i had taken a screenshot of it i posted it. i'm like oh i beat andrea Mangucci. and so then he was streaming then too but i was working so i couldn't actually watch the stream to see if yeah. I was, you know how he had said anything so i just commented on twitter i'm like hey i think i beat you and he responded like an hour later it's like no i wasn't playing arena today that uh... wasn't me I'm like, oh, but I'm like, but look at this picture. <laughs> it's got your name. It's got your stuff. <laughs> Someone who's hey. trying to go on there pretending to be the Gooch. No, actually, it's the real Noral Grand who I played, who his Twitter handle is actually Noral Grand. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and they follow each other also, so it must be just another Italian. Gotcha. Streamer. Interesting. But yeah, it was it was kind of fun. I got all excited, and then I'm like, oh. The one person I know that, you know, I'm a <laughs> big fan I of Andrea. Check out and yeah. <laughs> um, you gotta love the Mangucci cuisine on, on uh, Twitter. Oh, always. Always. Uh, yeah, I played against one deck where they played four Kroxa mm-hmm. against me. Ugh. Like, how do you have four in your top ten cards? <laughs> uh, yeah, they yeah, they Inquisition to calls like me, and they took... Uh, Dragon's Horde. And then they played the Kroxa. He had to discard like a dragon. Next turn, they play another one. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I got a Spit Flame in hand. Discard <laughs> my Spit Flame. <laughs> Next turn, I play uh, Galazeth Prismari. Get my Spit Flame back. Mm-hmm. They play another Kroxa. <laughs> I, I discard my Spit Flame. <laughs> play uh, Varric's Bladewing. Get my Spit Flame back. They cast another Croaks. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but at this point, I had already won because I was now attacking with dragons. Oh, and... that's crazy. Yeah. You got to send me that list. Um, I want to play that. All right. Sounds good. I can definitely do that. But yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun playing this deck. It only went 500, but it was a lot of fun to play, and that's why I kept playing it. Mm-hmm. It felt competitive against most of the decks. 
But yeah, I, th- I think you should play it just for fun. Don't don't necessarily take it to the ladder like I did fourteen I times. Am, but my plan is to play it while standing in line at, for rides at Six Flags today. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I will be doing all sorts of anniversary stuff today because it's my day off. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, listening to the entire podcast this week. And uh, you know where to find us on uh, social media, so we won't repeat that again. But I want everyone to have a good week and uh, come back next week for our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. We love you all. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Dun, 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 dun,